Welcome to She Loves the Grid, where we discuss all things F1. Whether it's happening on the track, in the paddock, or beyond the grid, we'll talk about it all. All right, our first race of the season is complete. Round one of 23, the longest season yet in F1. And oh my Fernando. Oh my Fernando. Oh my Fernando. Amazing. I, th that was that was crazy. I'm so excited to see my first race live. I mean, live through the TV or my iPad is I was how I was watching it. But that was so cool. And I'm glad that I picked him to become my favorite driver. Yes. <laughs> Very good pick. <laughs> Very good pick. Two-time world champion. And oh my goodness, he is definitely in the right car this year. And who would have thought? Aston Martin. Did they finish ninth the last year in the constructors? Were they ninth? I can't remember. They were down there somewhere. But holy moly. This whole, like since testing, right? We have been on the Fernando hype train. Not just us. Like everybody who's watching F1. From the commentators to the fans. All about the Fernando hype train. Is he going to do it? Can he do it? Can our Aston Martin really be that good? I think he proved everybody right. And for a second there, I didn't think he was going to. Really oh, didn't. I know. <laughs> I, know. I mean, it, it was interesting. And um, I mean, me trying to learn all of this and how it all works, I, I was really worried watching the, the practice and the qualifying. And then even at the very beginning of the race, I mean, I know we're covering all of this over the next 45 minutes or so, but it, it just was amazing. But as we end... And we were talking before we started today. It's like, definitely, it's an oh my Fernando day. Uh, just amazing. And he cracks me up listening to his audio throughout the race. I mean, one of my favorite things was when he was passing science and he was like, yes, yes, bye-bye. <laughs> He's got cracks some great ones. I loved, you know, lovely car to drive. This is a lovely car to drive. He, he, I just thought that was so cute. And I also appreciated that, you know, once he passed signs and, and was kind of, I, I think he knew he wasn't going to catch up um, to Checo. But I love that he was checking on Stroll. You know, where's Stroll? Who, where, what is he doing? And to have that kind of, like, capacity <laughs> to be checking on your teammate while you are, you know, now in a podium spot and maybe hoping trying to get a, a little bit higher, I just think that's amazing. I think that says a lot about about him and what a teammate he's going to be for Lance. So I think, I think there is nothing better than seeing him on the podium at the end. I think so too. I think it's fascinating too, considering he calls himself the bad boy, but you know, he's, he's actually a good guy. Yeah. I think he is deep down. <laughs> he definitely is. But we will talk a lot more about Fernando um, as we go through, but Let's kind of talk about practice a little bit. What were your thoughts? This was kind of your first time really watching the practices. What did you think? I, it was interesting. I mean, I, when I first started, I was wondering, like, is practice uh, something that's supposed to represent how the races are going to be or whatever? Because a lot of it was like, didn't look good at all. It was, you know, there was parts flying off cars and there was all kinds of bad things happening and 
you know, questions about the tires. And then, of course, I mean, the big news, I think, almost the entire weekend was Lance and his uh, his wrist, uh, which that completely freaks me out. Having broken bones and have a plate in my ankle, I just can't imagine in the wrist. I broke my wrist when I was younger. No, no pins, but I just, I can't imagine how the pain and what he was going through. Like, it's just, the whole, the whole thing was very confusing to see how people, how they were reacting and performing. And I was wondering, how, how is this race going to happen? Like, yeah. again, being <laughs> you, like, this, this, this doesn't represent how they're going to actually perform, right? Because it was just <laughs> kind of all over the place. I think you were, and I were messaging and you were like, that was a very topsy-turvy. I was like, that what that's a good definition. Yep. <laughs> Yep. It was very topsy-turvy. I I think I had some concern, and now Friday seems so long ago, right? We are recording this right after the race has ended on Sunday, so um, we wanted to talk about things while they, they were fresh in our minds, but at the same time, Friday seems like a lifetime ago. But I do remember being a little concerned for quite a few of the teams because it just didn't look like anybody had any kind of pace. And practice, to me, is a lot like the testing was you don't know what the team's goals are. You don't know what kind of runs they're practicing. If it's, you know, they've got a lot of fuel or not a lot of fuel or, you know, short runs or long runs or what they're working on. So it's not truly representative of what they're going to look like in the race or what their race pace will be. But even knowing that I was still kind of concerned for a lot of teams. I thought, what in the world is happening right (laughs) right now? Like the world has gone topsy-turvy, but I am with you with Lance Stroll. So on Friday, I was a huge advocate that he should not be racing. I just broke my hand running through the desert at the beginning of January. I have a pin right here. I still can't make a total fist. I don't know how to do that. Like this pinky just doesn't (laughs) want to go down. And this is just my pinky. So when I was at therapy, um, physical therapy on Thursday, I asked my therapist, okay, I have a question for you. Formula one racer, they're going, you know, they're pulling G's, they're going super fast. They, you know, this track, especially Bahrain is, um, is very tough. It's very, um, bumpy and, you know, it's, it's one of, it's actually the most, I don't know what word I want to use there, but like bumpy, um, tough track, um, as far as the surface, what that feels like. So, you know, you are holding on to a steering wheel like this. And I said, what do you think? Can he do it? Should he be doing it? She said, well, obviously I don't know what his, um, his injuries were, but I said, okay, fractured wrist. She said, you know what? He's an athlete and he wants to be out there and, you know, they can give him a cortisone shot or something to maybe, you know, I'm assuming that just numbs that area and it's not going to be comfortable. And he might end up with arthritis down the road if he's not allowing this to heal properly, but it doesn't mean he can't get out there and do it. But if you just saw him though, like that you could see the motion where they show the, the cams that how they turn and how much of that twisting and the, the wrist has so many bones in it. it well, of course, we don't know his injury. We're not doctors, but right. I did hear though, because we, you and I were talking over the weekend, like in other sports, you have to have doctor clearances and, and all of that. But he did pass his uh, test on Thursday for exiting. So they, they talked about that he passed the clearance to being able to but exit. But on the, the second car. try on the second try, the FIA gave him two attempts. So he did it on the first attempt. He could not get out. He, so the FIA said, 
okay, we're going to give you a second chance to do it. And he was able to get out that time. So that did cause some controversy, I think, in the pits a little bit. Is is he safe to drive? The other thing I noticed in practice is he was taking his thumb. So when they hold the steering wheel, like their thumbs are usually in here and they're turning, like you said, but he was taking his thumbs out of that and then turning the wheel. And then there were times he took his hands completely off the steering wheel. And then another time he put the hand that is hurt, he was kind of doing this and was just using his left hand. So <laughs> all of it's those- kind of, It's so scary. It is scary. But in qualifying and today, he was every time he was using both hands. Both hands so and he and he, he he drove really well. I mean, other than that little clip of Alonso there at the, <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Well, there was that, and then not even on the formation lap, he he went wide. Like what's yeah, going yeah, on? True. You know that was true. that was a little weird, but but he know. he did finish what six. So I mean, you know. He was he right to drive the car. And I kind of don't blame him. One, being an athlete, you want to be out there, right? It's the first race of the season. But also, you actually have a good car. Of course, you want to be out there driving that car. You want to finish in the points. You don't want, you know, the F2 backup driver coming in and and showing off that car. You want to be in that car. So, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. I may not want to ride your bike, you know, before, right before the season starts. <laughs> These guys do all kinds of things. Charles was doing ice climbing, you know, Valtteri, his girlfriend is an Olympic bicyclist and they're biking all the time. They went up to the highest peak in um, Bahrain while they were there. And then riding down, I thought, what in the world? These, I mean, you know, Lewis jumps out of planes. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, you never know. You, yeah, you they're out know. there doing it. I guess live your life to the fullest. <laughs> it'll be like me and slip down a single carpeted step and shatter your ankle. So yeah, it'd no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be hard to drive your car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's amazing though. I just I wonder. Um, I haven't heard any interviews or anything of him or any quotes of, of him talking about any pain or how he's feeling about it. So he's been on a few pretty pretty mums on that. Um, He's yeah. taking it, he's taking it, taking it like, like a champ, you know, and just being very professional and just going out there and doing what he's got to do and, and not complaining. So that, that, the Mets pretty yeah. stand up with that. I did see a quote though of, um, of, uh, I want to say it was Fernando saying about him, like that he was his effing hero, you know, about oh. how going out there and playing, you know, going out there and driving after such an injury and just going out there and being, you know, hard about it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, I, I do say kudos. And I, I saw somebody say something, you know, if this was any other driver, people would be, you know, applauding him. Um, I don't know if that's 100% accurate. But, you know, hey, I get it. You have a great car. You want to get out there and drive it. You want to finish in the points. Suck it up and do it. <laughs> Suck yeah, it up. He did it. And they both get points for, for Aston Martin. So that's just awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. But their qualifying wasn't as stellar as we thought it might be. No, no, that's true. Yeah, that's true. They, they didn't, they didn't place it this high as they, we thought they could. So it, it's no. all this what if, right? You, you run those what ifs. What if they'd gone higher? What if they hadn't clipped each other like right there at the beginning of the race? Could that have changed things? It's, 
Yeah. And it's one of those things that I look at not knowing a lot about it. Like it's the, the difference of how far apart the, the pack was at the end. Is that, is that normal, especially at this track and all races? That was really interesting. It's something maybe we can delve into even next week and analyze the, the differences, you know, year over year. Cause I was shocked to see how far apart one, two, and three were even in the number of seconds mm-hmm. they were. It was yeah. pretty far apart, especially between two and three. Yeah, Red Bull definitely, they definitely dominated. And, you know, I wouldn't even say in qualifying that Red Bull dominated that. Initially, they were, they were getting through right to the next, to the next um, stage of qualifying. But it wasn't until, you know, towards the end of Q3 that they, they pulled it out. I was kind of thinking, hey, wait a second, is Red Bull, (laughs) are are they going to be all right here? Maybe, maybe what we saw in practice and testing wasn't on par, but they did bring it home, um, for sure. So you're right. That was- you're right. Yeah, you're right. Cause, it, cause that's, yeah. Cause you go into the qualifying, you're right. Cause it was that. And, um, cause Lance, I mean, it, it's, I don't know that when Lance's wrists were there and then they're qualifying, they did step it up toward the end, but that's where I think the rest of the qualifying was crazy. I mean, yeah. um, with Leclerc's car. Hi, yeah, I mean, he's flying on the first. <laughs> the first the commentators I thought were hysterical saying that it was the smallest piece of that they'd ever seen put a red flag during qualifying. Yeah, I could not believe they actually brought out the red flag for that. It's a tiny piece. There's there were only I think a handful of cars out at that point get out there and grab it and get back. Like, (laughs) I know that's not safe, but like that was, that was crazy. But honestly, I, because I am a Ferrari fan, I like all the teams. I'm just going to say that I'm, but I, Ferrari is, is my team, but to see pieces go flying off right then and thinking not at, not knowing at first where the pieces were coming from, we didn't notice it was coming from his right, um, tire thing um wheel cover but i was like great here we go ferrari (laughs) ferrari's out how are they gonna fix this before qualifying ends charles gonna be out in the first um first round of qualifying but you know good old piece of tape and he was ready to go so um yeah i just my heart sank at that moment (laughs) what my mind too is i'm thinking well carbon fiber that's one of the strongest pieces of types of material out there and how is this flying off how is this breaking apart like what is the what is the lack of structural integrity was it not formed right was it not cured right like what happened it'd be interesting to find out the after effects like what, when they do the analysis what caused it to fail i'm, I'm always interested in the engineering aspect of that you know what yeah. what caused the failure like where did the where did the error happen Absolutely. I don't know if they, if Ferrari will ever let us know what happened there. Um, I know um, the commentators were thinking, you know, maybe it just wasn't bolted on all the way, um, which is a huge fail. If that is, if that is accurate, but um, you know, hopefully that's not going to happen again um, for them. Uh, The other thing I thought was so interesting is it seemed like to me, and I don't know if it stood out to you, but especially at the end in Q3, it just didn't seem like the teams were really trying to get in those last few laps. 
I think yeah, Oakland, is that normal? No. Because it's my first one to watch. Is that normal? I thought that because I was still trying to understand the Q1, 2, and 3, and then like nobody was out doing much in that last one. I would think you'd want to try to get out there and try to beat your, because you explained to me it didn't matter when you made it, it's your fastest lap count. So to me, I mean, I get you've got to save your tires, but you also, the further up you can get, right, the better you get chance at the race. So I, I know it's a balance of strategy, but I, I still just blew my mind that more people weren't out trying to get higher up. Yep. That, that was my thing um, is usually you do have people out there running until the last second. And sometimes you have guys that are just trying before that, you know, clock ticks down to zero, you're crossing that line. So you, you get that lap in right one last time, but you know, Leclerc stopped with two minutes left. And again, I thought, great, what's going on with the car. Um, but they said later, no, it was a strategy move. They wanted to save a set of softs and they just didn't think that, um, or that it was going to be a little bit tough to get pole, um, and beat the Red Bull. So they just decided, you know, let's go ahead and, and stop. Um, I think Ocon only did one run, uh, in Q3. Again, maybe they just thought, you know, we don't have the speed to be up there in fourth or fifth or you know, third or whatever. So they decided not to do it. Um, Nico had his time. So he kind of was, I think, middle of that top 10. And then his track time got deleted um, yeah. because of limit, uh, track limitations. So he just was like, oh, well, <laughs> I'll just stay in 10th. I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, I've got to learn all the rules. Why, what rules they break that get them deleted or get penalties added? Because I see some of those and it's like, you you get me messaging you. What what was that all about? Why did what rule did they break that had that happen? <laughs> yes, yeah. So track limitations, um, that is when your tires, all four tires, go outside of a line that the FIA and and the stewards they say this is where you can't have all four tires outside. Usually coming around a curve, it's usually um, I think at Bahrain there were two areas that they were really watching, and if you're tires are going outside of that. In that sense, you get a track time deleted, right? In qualifying. Um, during the race though, Nico did get a penalty because he continued to go outside of those track lines and they will warn you, they'll give you a, a black and white flag. And the team usually is on the radio and saying like, Hey, you've got a black and white flag. Like let's kind of rein it in on, you know, that, that area, that curve but he did it again. So he had a five second penalty, um, where I don't know where that ends, where he ends up. Um, with that. that could end up being like unfair advantage, shaving some time off your clock or whatnot. Yeah. He ended up, uh, 15. Yeah. 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, five seconds is a lot. what's that? Five second penalties. A lot. It is a lot. I mean, when you have, these cars are as close as they are, especially this year, that can be a big difference. So yeah, it is important, but especially important during qualifying because you don't have time to get around and get another lap in or go to the pits, get new tires and come, you know, warm them up and get a lap in. It really could ruin um, where you end up or where you start. I shouldn't say end up where you start. Well, and then we well, have all, go ahead. I was going to say probably what you're about to say, but I thought was interesting. You explained to me the Q1, two and three and qualifying is that the all teams get to 
get try for times and then it's only the top 15 and then the top 10 get the try for times and then all three rookies were out after the q1 so they only yep. got to try that one time and then they they, they were stuck with their times which That's means they right. started yep. pretty pretty far back in the back to begin with yeah they did um so you in q1 you have 18 minutes and you just got to get out there and get your best time. You will notice that not all teams go out right away. Usually the the teams that tend to be on the slower side are the first ones out there just getting, you know, warmed up and trying to get that track where you don't have traffic in your way. So trying to get out there and, and get some times in. Um, but yeah, sadly, um, all three rookies. So the first five that are out, three of them were rookies. I felt a little bad for Logan, right? Because Logan down to the, I don't even know, hundredths of a second had the exact same time as Lando, exact yeah. same time. And Lando went on to Q2, but because Lando set that time first, his time is the one that, that bumped him up. So even though he had the same qualifying time as Lando, he, uh, Logan was out, um, in Q1. So, I mean, that to me, is pretty darn impressive. You beat all the other rookies and you were on a technicality, not moving on uh, to Q2. So I was really excited for him. Um, we talked about Logan last week and said, maybe he's a little mouse and, you know, we hadn't heard much about him. <laughs> <laughs> and then within days, the uh, Williams social media team has like a whole Top Gun, volleyball, beach, you know, montage <laughs> happening. And there's a few thirst trap pictures that are out there <laughs> with Logan. And I thought, you know what? I think overall, he just seems like he is going to be somewhat quietly confident in what he's doing. And sure enough, again, beat all the other rookies, narrowly, technically missed Q2. Um, so I think he is going to be, he's going to be one to watch for sure. And he finished 12th. Absolutely. So I think that's exciting. And we'll talk about um, Williams in, in just a little bit, but I think, you know, I was really excited to watch DeVries. You know, he was the rookie I, I really wanted to watch and um, yeah, he was just kind of, he was just kind of there. I think um, just one of those teams. And to me, Logan Sargent is the one that really stood out this week. So, I mean, again, gotta watch yeah, the, quiet ones, right? the quiet, you've always got to watch the quiet ones because <laughs> they will speak with their game and not, not just talk trash. So yeah, definitely. All right. Let's talk about the race. Cause Oh my goodness. The race. Oh, my Fernando. <laughs> Oh, my Fernando. It was, it was crazy. Well, we know that Red Bull dominated, right? They, they oh. dominated out the, you know, the, they were first and second and they to start first and second on the podium. And then, of course, my Alonso rounded out the podium. But I think it was, we play, before we get to that, we should talk about everybody else. Let's, let's talk let's about everybody else. So let's else. start with McLaren. Oh, poor McLaren. I mean... Did anybody have a worse weekend? Um, maybe. I think there's, <laughs> you could make an argument for a few people, but, <laughs> but McLaren, okay. So prior to practice, I mean, uh, oh my gosh, I'm losing my words. Prior to 
um, yeah, practice. He was quoted someplace talking about how disappointed he was that they have some new parts, some new upgrades coming in Baku. And his comment was, if you want to have a strong season, why are you, and this is not an exact quote, but if, if you want to have a strong season, why do you not have these new upgrades, these new parts happening at the first race? I think he has been a little bit vocal um, in his preseason interviews, and this for sure stood out to me. Like there was a lot of talk from the McLaren side about their fancy rolling ads on their cars and how they can you know, have one logo, advertiser logo, and then they'll switch it out for another one. And it's like, dude, maybe you guys should have put that money into your car because, or that technology or whatever into yeah. your car. Because I agree with Lando. Why are your new upgrades and your new parts coming in Baku? What? It, why it doesn't not- make any sense. Well, the commentators we've been talking to, I, I'm pretty sure it's about McLaren. They're at the, the, the wrap up of the race about, how, you know, the cost cap and, and all of this and that it, 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 how it impacted McLaren. I was like, how they were such a powerhouse. And now, yeah, it, it just felt like, I don't, I, like, I just don't get that so much. If they were such a powerhouse, the things were going great. They had a, a strong car. How did the cost cap impact them? It, it yeah. like, I think it, it, I, I think it. the hope was that the cost cap would bring teams like McLaren up, but, you know, they were fighting for, you know, best of the rest basically um, last year and the constructors and this year, I mean, where did they even finish? I mean, Piastri, Piastri, I think it was an issue with his steering wheel, but he was out at lap 15. So that poor guy is not even getting any kind of, and you the know, whole big play. The whole yeah, big play thing last year and the sneakiness to get him over and everything. And well, that's not playing out very well. Not not that well, but I'm sure Danny Rick is probably like, <laughs> like I would be. He's making $18 million to not drive for McLaren this year. And especially with McLaren like looking like they do, I'm sure he's pretty happy with the way maybe that worked out. But yeah, and then Piastri, Lando, Lando finished last with lapped twice lap twice and there were three dnfs so we had piastri charles and um ocon finally just bowed out and we'll talk about ocon in a minute um but so lando finished last piastri did not finish lando stopped twice in the pits for by lap 18. lap 18 you've already stopped twice the strategy was going into this race is that teams are going to have two pit stops total out of 57 laps twice Lando was in two times so I mean it just yeah it is not looking good uh, I I was hoping especially after qualifying Lando did not do bad at all like I thought okay you know maybe maybe McLaren will be up there maybe it just was not a track for their car I I don't know but it just not looking good at all for them. Um, and I can't imagine what is going to be happening, what they're going to be talking about there. Sorry, I keep moving my leg. (laughs) It's going to show up on the video. (laughs) So poor McLaren, we're going to see, um, what, what they can change in the next two weeks before Saudi Arabia. 
in round two, and maybe they can pull something together, but just what a frustrating weekend for them. Time will tell. Well, next we have Williams. Williams, I, I was I was happy to see that you know they they that Albon placed tenth. They got points. I'm very happy for that. I mean, I I've got a soft spot in my heart for Williams. I I, I don't know if it has to do with you know when I first got into this and you had me watch to learn all about F1 and you know that used to be owned by a Claire, a fellow Claire. Yes. Um, but I I. I just was really happy to see they placed, you know, Albon got to 10th. And so that's cool. They've got some points this year, already starting the year off with points. So that's awesome. Um, So that was really, really a good thing. Right. Um, And then Logan, we already talked about that to start out as a rookie and place 12th. That's, that was pretty good. You know, it's amazing. And I, I had to tease you earlier, but I'm going to tease you on the podcast too, but you are wearing the Williams colors, which (laughs) Like you, I have a soft spot for Williams as well. I just think the history with that team, I've always liked, you know, their drivers. Um, I, I love, I, I love Albon. Um, when he was with Red Bull, I just thought this guy, I really like his driving. I think that, you know, he could be somebody, you know, maybe not necessarily a world champion, but he, he's a solid driver. Um, I do love their merch this year. Just saying, um, I know I'm a Ferrari fan, but I think I might have to get some of that Williams merch, that color combo. I am just loving it. Um, so don't be surprised if you do see me in some Williams gear this year. Um, but like you said, Albon, you know, getting that, that last point, (laughs) he finished in the points. Yuki was, you know, trying to give him a little run for that money, but, um, he stuck his, you know, he's stuck in there and he got that, that extra point. And then, I mean, again, Logan 12th, that is a great, I mean, what a great first race for a rookie. You finished 12th. You're just outside the points. You just barely made it. You didn't make it into Q2. So I'm excited to see what else they can do because hopefully they'll just get better and better. Me too. And I'm hoping that this is like the, it was saying, um, during the, uh, I think it was during this past weekend during qualifying and, and practice that this was hopefully a quicker showing of the cost cap, showing the leveling of the playing field, right? Because, you know, people were predicting it was going to take several years for that to really start to show. And maybe we're really starting to seeing it in 2023 that we're going to see a, a closing the gap of the, of the different teams and it not be so far apart, you know, and that would be nice to see. I think it'd be really exciting. And I, I like to see them up there. And, and again, if they can finish higher in the constructors, they're going to get some more moolah and then next year they'll be even better. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. What about Mercedes? Mercedes, you know, I, for, for Lewis have dominated for so many years. I always expect more from him. Um, I saw him eking it out. I thought he was going to get fourth and mm-hmm. I was like, screaming at my screen and, and I was shocked that he didn't. Um, so I, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's a little bummed, um, but he had a really good showing, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the car or, or what, uh, but Russell was pretty close behind. I mean, they've got, they both got points, but what is it? Fifth and seventh. So that, that's good yeah. for Mercedes, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, they up, ran so. a lot. They ran a lot towards the front. Um, I, the same as you, I just thought Carlos was not, I thought he was going to keep dropping back. And I thought for sure at the end there that 
um, Lewis was going to pass him. I, you know, once signs got passed by um, Fernando, I thought for sure, you know, well, <laughs> Lewis is going to get him. He even said something that made me think that he was, the car was, he wasn't sure if the car was going to keep it up. He even said if he pushed, he didn't know if he was going to be able to keep it going. So I was wondering if he was worried about the car or the tires or something. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I think I, this week Toto did say, you know, this is not the car that they need to be fighting um, for the front. I, I think that, you know, he's been vocal about it. I think that Lewis, um, you know, has said, you, you know, we're not quite where we want to be. George has said the same thing about the car. They need a new design. Um, but having said all of that, again, they ran towards the front. Um, there was the great battles, a couple great battles with George. So first mm -hmm. with Fernando um, and then a little one with Lance, um, you know, kind of early to mid of, mid of the race between um, George and the Aston Martins. And, you know, he got past both George got past both times, but the one with, with um, Lance was mainly because George was just coming out of the pits. His tires weren't warmed up and Lance had already been around once. So um, that really doesn't count. But I, I think my favorite part of the race was Hamilton and Alonzo fighting with each other for a little bit there. I mean, classic they're former teammates they have had a rivalry they've both been around for a very long time and to see them and especially fernando in a car like last year he held lewis off you know he was able to defend um lewis and hold him off for a little bit but this year with fernando being in a car that has some some push that you know can rival and, and obviously beat the mercedes it was so fun to watch those two and i think that was my favorite part of the whole race was that little battle um between them but you know mercedes holding their own and if they make some changes throughout the year great um they'll stay up there but they're not going to be one of the top two teams it's gonna it's gonna be good battles to watch throughout the season too absolutely know? well then we have alpine <laughs> here's where you can have the argument for who had the worst day ever esteban ocon Esty bestie. Oh my goodness. What in the world? Uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. Penalties galore. Let's name them off. Cause I wrote them all down. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm he, glad heard, you did. I keep up. he had a five second penalty for apparently not lining up properly on the grid. So that means he might've been a little to the right of his box. He might've been a little, like his front wing might've been a little in front of the little white box. Um, I watch I watch my races on F1 TV and they went back and they weren't really seeing, I think what maybe <laughs> the stewards were seeing. So not too sure there. So gave him a five second penalty. Then he comes into the pits and apparently the pit crew didn't get the memo or something but they gave him a 10 second penalty for not serving his first penalty properly. So there's that. Then they call him in again, his team, and he gets speeding in the pits. So add another five second penalty for that for a total of 20 seconds in penalties. And I think it was at that point, he just said, forget it. And well, let's just finish. At that point, like what's, what's why? Why? I mean, <laughs> Granted, granted, I mean, I don't know if he would have known this, but granted, the difference between 
you know, first and third was what, 45, almost 50 seconds. I mean, yeah. there was still a pretty big gap, but 20 seconds, that that's a lot. There's some of the other gaps in the rest of the pack were not that far. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's a lot. That, yeah. that was a lot, but I just think all weekend for Alpine, they, you know, Gasly finished starting 20th on the grid because yeah. <laughs> he had a lap time deleted. Um, but I think he was still in the bottom. I think he was in the bottom five anyways yesterday during qualifying, but then he got but bumped he out. It out. He ended up pulling it out. He ended up placing and getting points, right? He's, he finished, yeah. uh, what, ninth? He finished yeah. ninth. And I, I'm really sure he had the fastest lap. So that gives you an extra point for, you know, the driver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, he did end up making it work, but there's yeah. that plus, <laughs> but I think overall Alpine did not have the weekend they were hoping to have. And for sure, Esteban Ocon did not have the outing he was hoping to have, especially after qualifying um, in the top 10. And, then, and there's Haas. And, and <sighs> Oh, Another team I want to root for. I know, <laughs> I, I know. Maybe you, 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 you love their principles so much. I love Gunter. Oh my gosh. Gunter. I, 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 I adore Gunter too. I've got to get my, uh, now that I'm in Berlin, beef my German up and I can understand him more. But yes, yeah, I gosh, love I, him, Gunter. Yeah, Kevin and, Kevin and, um, Nico. Oh, my brain. And Nico and Nico. I mean, of course, I, I want to root for Nico too, being that he's German. But I, I like, just they, they just did not have good days. No, yeah, especially Kevin, right? So yesterday in qualifying, not good, not good no. at all. He was he was out. It just wasn't hitting. I think something did happen. Um, I think it was the red flag, and he just did not get you know a good run in after that. So that's what they're saying anyways. And then today, I mean, he kind of was, he, there was a couple of times I thought, Oh, good for you. You're making progress. And then he would just end up um, back down. But, but Nico, I think there was just some hope right after him finishing 10th in qualifying, where did he end up? 15th, 15th. And Kevin was 13th. So I mean, they both were, I mean, Yeah. And Nico has a penalty also because he got oh, yeah. tagged with a five second penalty. Um, I think towards the end of the race for track um, exceeding track limits. So that also not helping um, that situation. But I, I know that Haas, like the biggest concern with that has been they can get those one lap times, right? Like they can get a good time on one lap, but, having that pace throughout an entire race, their car may not be able to do it. It Second may just be kind of in spurts. Yeah. Second That's consistency. Cool. Well, another one that wasn't super consistent, I don't think was Alpha Tori. Yeah. Alpha Tori. Ay, ay, ay. I, I had high hopes for, I mean, we'll see how it plays out for the season, but I kind of had some high hopes. I don't know if high hopes would be high expectations for Nick DeVries. Mainly, but just the kind of the way he set himself up, and I, I, I know part of it's a docudrama, the, 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 the thing on Netflix. But he kind of came out with this presence and attitude of, I have something to prove. This is who I am. I've got you know and whatnot. Not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. 
I'm not seeing it so far. I mean, he was pretty impressive in the one drive he did last year, but like so far, I'm just not really seeing much out of him. I agree. And he was the one rookie that I was most excited to watch this year. Probably even though, you know, AlphaTauri, like they don't have the best car, but I was just so excited because Nick drove Williams last year <laughs> when he filled in for Alex Albon. Also not, you know, a car that's at the, the top of the grid. And he was able to, to make some things happen. So I was definitely really disappointed for him today. Yuki, on the other hand, um, he, I think he knows his job is on the line and mm -hmm. he, he was doing some work today. He was fighting for that last spot. He didn't quite get it, but you know, he's beating his, his teammate, which some people thought may not happen. And again, we're race one out of 23, right? We've got a long season ahead of us, but straight out of the gate, I think people were expecting DeVries to do better than Yuki and Yuki showed today that, you know, he's, he's got it. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Well, there are only a couple left. There's not much to say about Alfa Romeo because there's just, no, they were just there, right? Like yeah. I saw Botas, you know, he's doing well. I think I noticed Joe's name towards the beginning, but okay. And Botas, he's, he finished eighth, but there just wasn't much to say. There's yeah, not, and, they're just quiet. Yeah, very quiet. And and then, well, Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari. Oh, I, Ferrari. I, I mean, they're not my team. I know they're your team and they're, they're, they're a powerhouse. I mean, they're just, it, it's a legendary, right? But right. I, I just, I, 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 I screamed and, and luckily we're not, at, it was Sunday's a quiet day technically here in Germany. And I screamed when, when, when his car just died. I'm like, it just died. It just it cut just off. Stopped. But luckily, yeah. I mean, luckily he got it off. I love something like he did good track etiquette. He moved it over to a safe spot. We only had a yellow flag. I mean, that was great. But it just, they did the replay. You hear it just, it just. That was it. It, it literally was I just feel so that. bad for the drivers when that happens because they, they have the skill. They're, you know, it's, it's all of it's riding on them and the car. And when the car goes and it has nothing to do with them. It's, it's awful. It's awful. And to have that happen, I mean, you know what I was sending you when that was happening. I was screaming like, Me no. Too. And then also F word um, <laughs> for sure. <Me> but, <laughs> but seriously, I mean, after last year and the reliability issues that Ferrari had and Here's Charles again in third. Okay. We were what? 10 laps maybe. I think, yeah. It was so the close. End. And all of a sudden the, it just goes dead. Like, are you kidding me? How in the world is Ferrari letting this happen again? And then I was worried for Carlos. Because yeah, me too. Especially when he said, if I push, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I was like, oh, great. Is, is his car going to drop out? I mean, granted, right. I've got Fernando, and I was like, well, then, yeah. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, I was worried because, you know, he, again, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want a driver I like to win just because a car fails another driver. I would, I want them to win because they, they just beat the other driver out handedly and the other car handily, not because the car failed. 
Exactly. You exactly. Know. That's how everybody should win. So, yeah, I, you know, I think for Carlos, his car did not seem to have the pace um, that Charles did because Carlos was consistently back at one point. I don't think I wrote down. He was a good 30 seconds back, maybe halfway through the race. And sometimes that does happen where, you know, he'll be third or fourth, but he's way back, way back. So I don't know exactly what was happening there. I know he said yesterday after qualifying that he was having a tough time with the car on this track. So not sure if that was, you know, rolling over, if he was also having some engine issues we don't know about, but to see Charles go out and to have that happen on the first, the first race is just, it's heartbreaking. The only thing I can say is that there was a lot of chatter about the Bahrain curse, right? So if you win, whoever wins, they tend to go on and have a really crappy season. So I'm hoping <laughs> that Ferrari- well, <laughs> that has some impact to somebody in Red Bull, which brings us to Red Bull. I don't need yeah. to, we don't need to say much on them, but okay. They yeah. dominated. They got first and second. Okay. They, they completely dominated. And I think that uh, like it. last year, we're going to hear that Dutch and Austrian national anthems repeatedly. <laughs> I think that's where we're going to be this year. And I mean, good for them, right? Like they, they knew they wanted to get back to being the top team and they put in the money and they put in the work and the last two years they've made that car just what it is. And it could very well be a season where they maybe just dominate the whole thing. So, yep. yeah. Well, that, I don't brings that brings us up and we're getting close to our time. So that brings us up to Aston Martin and the hype train. And I think the hype train was good oh. for, Oh, my Fernando. Oh, my Fernando, the hype train lived up to its hype. Didn't think it would after qualifying, but oh my goodness. And like you pointed out, I was a little nervous in that first lap when Stroll had contact with Alonzo. And did you notice um, Alonzo said on his radio, I was hit. I don't think he realized that it was Lance who hit him. I don't, no. I don't think he knew, but it cost Alonzo a spot. So he lost a spot to Mercedes. I think it was to Hamilton. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh boy, here we go. The train is going off the tracks and that's going to be the end of that. And he still pulled it out though. You still wonder like, what if, what if Leclerc's car did not fail? Could he pull it off? Like, you know, if that had happened, would he have gone even higher? Could he be overtaken second? Like there's, there's a lot of what ifs, right? You, yeah. you still wonder, I wonder, you know, so It'll be interesting to see future races, what happens, because obviously Alonso still has it, even in his 40s. Um, I wish they could have just, it could, maybe we can stop talking F1 TV about his age and the fact that, you know, was it Piastri wasn't even born at the time? Like, yeah, we get it. You know, we're, we don't need to hear that. He's a great driver. Sometimes age and wisdom is very helpful because he's yeah. very seasoned and he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. I thought it was great that they caught him like running up and hugging the Red Bull drivers there at the end, giving him his congratulations and whatnot. So, yep. That was and, really talking, cool. and talking about age and wisdom, there was a point during the race um, where he was on the radio to his um, engineers and saying, you know, hey, um, Hamilton is struggling in front of me. He's got a lot of tire degradation. You know, let me know what this looks like. Let me know, you know, should I be pushing? Let's keep an eye on that. 
And I thought here he is in the car, you know, strategizing and letting his team know what he is seeing on track, which drivers should do, but he's strategizing, you know, tell me when I can, when I can go like Hamilton is, is struggling here. So I think it's going to be so fun to watch him. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that brings us up with the next races in two weeks in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. So on next week, we are weekly. Yes, we will be back. And I think we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what happened after. So all the analysis that the teams are doing, what what is coming out of those um, those teams as to how, why they perform the way they did, what changes might they need to be making. And I think we'll probably talk about, you know, maybe for some of the newbies um, to F1, we can talk about some of how things work. We can talk a little bit more about qualifying. We can talk about the tires because we've got five new tires this season um, from Pirelli. So I think there's a lot of things, even in the off weeks that we can definitely talk about. So Stick with us. Yeah, and anybody listening could give us suggestions, right? They could ask us questions and whatnot. I know I have a ton, but they don't have to give me my questions. <laughs> so because that's what we're all about, right? Absolutely. We can learn strategy, and it's we want to be uh, help help everybody learn and and enjoy and get the strategy out of it and education and because we're different, right? It's all about we are different. We are different. different. Yes. Now, because I'm a fashion gal, we are still going to on Mondays have like my little roundup of my favorite fits for the week. And (laughs) so why we will be talking about strategy and teaching and and all of the fun, we're also going to talk about fashion. Not like I didn't already point out, you know, the principle of uh, Ashton Martin's look to you earlier in the week too so that there's still still that we we still are we still are human so yes you maybe look twice at the aston martin principle so don't think i ever noticed him before but i do now (laughs) (laughs) all right that rounds us up so excited number two is down yeah we are ready to go and now i think we know who to look for Off to the races. Yay. Bye. Yeah, bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. To stay up to date with She Loves the Grid and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at She Loves the Grid and on Facebook at facebook.com slash She Loves the Grid. Thank you for joining us for the ride this week.